Anything can be a problem if you choose to view it as a problem. Anything can be an opportunity if you choose to view it as an opportunity. You started a million dollar business living in a van. Alright guys, it's Josh from Viva Life. Viva Life. Viva Life. Viva Life. Viva Life. Viva Life. Life. The things that we once perceived as problems were some of our greatest teachers. How could we learn from this? How can we make this less miserable? And then reframing it from this is the end of my life to this is the beginning of a new one. We should ask for challenges. Don't think we should ask for problems. Ever since that moment, I've tried to live from that place of someone that has got a second shot. So I'm here to make a difference. The person in front of me doesn't need an introduction. Josh, I, I didn't even prepare uh, an introduction just because you mean the world to me. Yes, you are a very successful business owner, but even more importantly, you are a dear friend of mine. I hope we can talk a bit about our friendship as well. You're the co-founder of Vivo Life. You are... You started a million dollar business at the same time you spent a lot of time living in a van. <laughs> <laughs> also, whenever someone asks me who's someone who's genuinely happy, mm. who's someone who inspires you, I always say Josh. And sometimes when, when I have a problem or I think I have a problem, I ask myself, how would Josh react? Because I think you are one of the kindest souls I've ever met. And I think the world can learn so much from you, especially business owners, especially people who work a lot um, because you somehow manage to, yeah, you manage both worlds. Mm. And thank you for being the number one here. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and uh, I could not think of anyone better. I don't do many podcasts these days, um, mainly because I try and spend less time online and plugged in but when i'm with you i don't feel that way i feel like we can have this conversation and thank you for such beautiful words yeah what, what i said offline before uh, one day our kids will will, will listen <laughs> and may, maybe this is a good starting point um how we met mm. because a, a dear friend of ours introduced us and it was back when i didn't have a following mm. and i didn't i mean i just i just started i'm curious so guys, listen, I didn't have, I had maybe like 500 followers on social media and 27 of them were friends or family. <laughs> and somehow I got in touch with Vivo Life and a friend introduced me to you. I was wondering why on earth did you care? Why did you meet me? Why did you give me the, the chance? Because I trust my friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now's a good time to shout out Jack's Patch. Mm -hmm. another wonderful human and there are certain people in my life that when they say you've got to meet this person then shh, I'm in their hands and I meet them and it was very much that stage I don't know about you but it was that stage where the world felt so open and I was so open I was finding my people back then I think that was a, a real time for me because even though business was kind of getting off the ground and moving I didn't have my people I didn't have my tribe and so I was open to these connections and, uh, you know, it's like the little mycelial network. We find our way to each other. And I think Jack was that little mushroom in the ground for us. Mm -hmm. He was that super connector. And yeah, I just, I went with this. Mm. And from, from there, I would be still interested just, uh, for, for myself as well. Why did you, wh why did we start working together? Like, what did you, what did you see? I'm not fishing for, for compliments here. 
And I saw someone who was incredibly purposeful and mission-driven, wanted to make an impact that was bigger than themselves. I saw someone that had a huge, huge presence, like your smile and the way that you walk into a room and people just go vroom, like, who is that? And it was interesting because people love you and they connect to you. And then also you piss some people off with your presence. <laughs> and that is, for me, that, that's, such a, that's such a beautiful thing to witness when someone is so comfortable in themselves. And in the five years that has followed, I mean, you will probably look back to 2018 and think you weren't that comfortable with yourself because you've deepened and deepened and deepened on your mm. journey. But that was there, that essence mm. was there. Mm. And yeah, you know, when, when someone is, is, is knows themselves and can command that, you know, that assuredness in themselves, it's really infectious and inspiring. Mm. I read this quote the other day, attitude determines your altitude your attitude determines your altitude and the reason why i asked is because i have many people here who who are just starting you know mm. whether that's their own business or that's wh whatever their passion is maybe you know they they're very young and they want to make an impact mm -hmm. somehow and i remember i was in that situation i i didn't have like an audience i didn't have many contacts but i think what gives you an advantage is attitude if you come into a room and you are energized, you, you have this attitude of like, hey, I want to do something. Mm. Let's do something together. Almost reminds me of being a football player when you go on to the pitch and you don't show up with a certain attitude. You, you know, your coach will immediately say like, get off the pitch. Yeah. And I think so often in life, I get inspired by the people who come up with an attitude. Mm. I just went to a seminar and there were those two wonderful ladies every single morning at Starbucks cheering people up, giving them high fives, shouting out their names. And I was like, everyone enjoyed it so much. And it's something we got to think about when, whenever we, you know, start a day, every single day is there is a new chance to choose your attitude. Mm. And I find it interesting to hear from your side. Like this is probably the thing that, the reason why you gave me a chance. Yeah, because, so that quote is interesting because Altitude is a funny one because you can also get altitude sickness mm. With, mm. The wrong, with the wrong attitude, right? Mm. You could, your attitude could be to climb and climb and climb and climb and step on people on the way. Mm -hmm. And you're probably going to get altitude sickness because that's not fulfilling. You know, how many people do you know that have walked that path of climbing, 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 scaling and get to the top and go like, whoa, like it's, it's empty up here. There's no one up here. And that was a beautiful time when we met because it was that time of, collaboration and yeah you know Vivo was getting started and Axel was getting started and Jack was getting started but come on we're gonna help each other because we want the same thing wow that is so important to even look look back to the importance of a peer group importance of people in your life and that attitude I think um brings you to an amazing healthy altitude of like hey how can we help each other I'm curious who was someone who helped you in your journey? Oh, there's so many. Like, I like to think every single person I've met in mm -hmm. some way, whether I know it or not, every conversation is an opportunity for someone to help me, whether they're, I see something in them that I don't like and they're reflecting something back in me, mm -hmm. or if it's someone that inspired me along the way and I saw great qualities that I wanted to um, embody and, and take on. Yeah, so every single human that I've come in contact with. 
Can you think of one, maybe like a specific moment, like someone who really touched you or someone who believed in you, some, some, some mentor? No, I can, I can. Um, if I can share a, a story, which uh, I, I don't know if we've spoken about. Um, okay. But it feels right because um, I feel very open in this moment. Um, I was in a very serious car accident when I was 18. Um, and uh, the, the other person died in this car accident. Uh, and I was in a really, really dark place um, for, for a good few years, actually. Um, you know, suffering, suffering with my mental health and, um, you know, my mum was sleeping on my bedroom floor and I was having some really, really, um, yeah, challenging, challenging times. And the person that helped me was uh, the, the son of, of the man who, who died in this car accident. And he looked me in the eye and he said, my father has lost his life. I don't want you to lose yours too. I want you to lose it, to use it purposefully. And that was a person, I think, that when you, sit, when you ask that story, when you ask that question, that's the person that immediately comes to my mind. That kindness, you know, that complete seeing me as a human being that, that wasn't broken and, you know, someone who, for whatever reason on that day, got a second shot and his father didn't. And he gave me that permission. And ever since that moment, I've tried to live from that place of someone that has got a second shot. So I'm here to make a difference, and in many ways, in every way, it's not about me. So that's the person I think of. Have, we ever, have I ever shared that story? No, 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 no. I mean, you, you shared the, the story, but not the, the, the details. Mm. Um, wow. I think you shared it once before, after I went through what I went through, the, the, last, the last two years through chemotherapy and everything. Um, because I was scared of life, you remember? Mm, okay. Not scared of life, yeah. the opposite. I was scared yes. of dying. Yeah. And I somehow had to trust again. You know, I was like for 25 years, I was just healthy and thriving. And mm. I took my, my health for granted. And, you know, I was an athlete, everything. Yeah. And then like this, in two weeks, it got all taken away from me. And I once all of this was over, I, I had to like rebuild that trust you know that everything is going to be all right yeah that it won't happen tomorrow again mm. and you told me this story of why i should keep why i should keep trusting and reminding me that it would be almost as if you would be saying i'm not going to drive a car again yeah or you got your heart broken i think you mentioned that <laughs> can you remember a time in your life where you where, you, where someone you love did something horrible or you, 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 you went through a breakup, you're not going to stop loving because of that event. Mm. Or will you? Well, in my, in my case, it was... It's so nice also talking about this right now because now I'm, I completely forgot of this. You know, like, it, not completely, but i'm focusing on on life and yeah. those kind of stories those kind of moments also help me immensely i'm sure we're going to talk about it a bit later but first of all thank you for sharing that mm. Mm. those those moments i think they they shape us they, they define us and um 
I would be curious. When 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 did that happen? Did that happen before Vivo Life, or was it during that process? Before. And, before? Yeah. And how did you rebuild that trust of driving a car again? I, I can imagine like driving with someone else. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't drive a car for um, over five years after that. Um, and you know what? It actually was being in Bali, driving those ridiculous scooters around those ridiculous roads where I thought, <laughs> if I can do this, then I can drive a car in England. Yeah. Um, so that helped me to drive again. Obviously, a lot of confidence to, to come up to that moment. What was the first part of that question? How did you rebuild that trust? Step by step by step by step. Mm. It really is. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a... Yeah, that was a catalyst, right? That was a moment I said, well, I'm going to start living, you know, really living in a way that feels purposeful and giving. From that came, well, first of all, I'm a shell of a human, so I need to get my health back. That led me into nutrition and a plant-based lifestyle and supplementation. Okay, now I'm feeling good physically, but now I want to make an impact that is, is bigger. And I want to use this new newfound energy and I'm feeling good in my body again and you know these these physical problems that were manifestations of emotional problems that are now starting to melt away god like what more purposeful could I think in this moment than helping others with that so I got into the supplement industry um I was a writer I love writing I you know before before that happened I had a student magazine and I was writing in that and it was a big passion of mine so I said right I want to combine health with writing and who's employing Uh, for health writers 10 years ago, supplement companies. So I started writing content for supplement companies and I got closer to different supplement companies and then realized that a lot of supplement, com supplement companies don't really have the best intentions at heart. They would say certain things like, well, can you word this article in this way so you don't draw attention to this ingredient? Or this study, can you actually reference this in a way that you know isn't the actual outcome of the study? Mm -hmm. And at some point along that process, quite soon in, I started to feel like a bit of a spin doctor for these different brands that, you know, you saw the people at the top of those brands, they weren't very interested in helping people get healthy. So I did what I've done a few times in my life, which was uh, throw my hat into the ring and say, I'm out. And the moment I did that was the moment I met my now business partner who said, I've got this vision for a supplement company that's plant-based and ethical and organic and we third-party test everything and I was like you better not be lying to me because <laughs> I'm going to give this I'll give this one more shot um I don't want to talk too much about business here because um it's, it's a very small part of me but that was uh we got on very well and very soon after we decided to be business partners what made you decide to to partner up like was there something inside of of self um who's also the co-founder of, mm. of vivo life that that made you believe like hey this could work was it intuition was it something you saw like what is important to you also now um when you when you would choose a new business partner for example for something completely else yeah so i'll answer that i'll park that second part of the question of like what i would choose in the business partner um what i met in self and this this was again coming from my place where i was you know, very early 20s and I had no real experience in business apart from running a student magazine and, you know, a couple of things when I was younger. Um, it was where he was coming from. It was that place, that genuine place of, yeah, again, I want to make a difference and I want to do things the right way. And 
what Sal won't mind me saying is he had no reason to start his own business. He came from a, a very wealthy family. Um, he had a fantastic job within the family business that he could have run for life and, and had a six-figure salary for the rest of his life. And he said, no, I'm going to turn my back on that with love. Like, no, um, I'm not leaving the family behind. But actually, similar journey to me, he, you know, found health um, from a place of, of not knowing what health felt like and wanted to share that and wanted to make, a, make an impact mm. and help other people with their health. And he said, you know what? I'm going all in and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And yeah, you know, if anyone is prepared to like take that level of a leap into something they believe in, I think it's worth, worth going along with them. Yeah. And he put his trust in me too. Like he had no reason to put his trust in me, but because. What of, do you think he saw in you? Probably the same thing I saw in him. Like we're just mirrors. Right. And, um, I hope he saw, well, I think he saw someone with, uh, courage and someone with heart and someone that's prepared to give it a go and probably someone that was crazy enough to give it a go <laughs> because you have to be right like mm. as you'll know when you're starting your own thing like there has to be some element of sacrifice and there has to be some element of risk but I think I was at the stage in my life where ah, what have I got to lose like I'm, I'm going to give this everything mm. Mm. I think you mentioned one important thing that I would immediately agree on if I think of partnering with someone up it's that mindset this attitude we're talking about attitude again of mm. we're gonna do this and we're gonna give it our best we can we know no half assing we're gonna go full full cent all in and we're gonna make this work yeah I think this is a beautiful beautiful attitude that maybe like five percent of the world have like the guts of like hey I don't know how we will get there mm. But I believe we will get there mm. and we're going to try until. And that is, I think, something that you, you just have so much faith. And I think that's an underestimated skill nowadays mm. to have faith because it's so easy to, you know, not believe. It's so much more difficult to actually believe that it will work out. It's so easy to just say, like, I'm not good enough. Um, my English is not good enough. I'm not smart enough. It's very easy. Yeah. It's very courageous i believe nowadays to say like hey i'm gonna make this work i don't know how i maybe don't have the skills mm. but i'm gonna make it work and you've got you've got to believe but i think we all have belief but then you've got to believe again and you've got to believe again and again and again because there will be so many moments on that road when that belief is questioned it's not just that case of i believe once and i'm going for it this podcast is relatively young and if you want to support our mission to give you access to the most extraordinary minds, to the most helpful success recipes, well, then you can do something that takes about three and a half seconds, which is to subscribe to this podcast gives us the ability to give you access to the most amazing guests. So just click on that button. Helps a lot. Takes three and a half seconds. Thank you so much. And I'll see you later. Almost expect that there will be challenges. You know, Ask it's not them. always just like this. And even once you reach a certain level, it's not that like all challenges are gone. It's, <laughs> they're just different, you know? Yeah. It's not that it's, that it's over, but I have the feeling, and I remember when I started, I remember posting my first YouTube video. I was shitting my pants. It took me five days to edit and film this 
three-minute video mm. that it's guys it's taken down don't even try uh, <laughs> looking at it and it took one comment one negative comment for me to take it down mm. and not post anything for i think weeks if not months mm. one thing if i could go back in time and yes you can say like oh every you know everything happened for a reason isn't that yes but if i can if I could go back in time and tell my younger self, hey, Axel, listen, this is advice, I would, or like younger people right now, don't do the same mistake that I did. Almost expect that people will laugh, almost expect that there will be challenges along the way. Mm. It's not, not everything goes like this. Yeah. And we had this conversation two, two hours earlier, but I, but I like where this is going because this is such an important part, part of like everything in life, business, relationship, everything challenges and problems mm. what do you think about problems yeah we did have this conversation earlier um we started with what is it, what is it, what is the definition of a problem yeah so from like a problem is a perception mm. in from my experience anything can be a problem if you choose to view it as a problem anything can be an opportunity if you choose to view it as an opportunity now, the difference between this cup of tea being far too gingery because Axel put too much ginger in it <laughs> is, is only a problem if I perceive it to be. Because mm. really, I have two choices. I can drink this and probably get an immune system boost or leave it. Mm. Either way, it's a choice. Either way, it's an opportunity of some level. And if you look back on your life, I know you'll say the same. The things that we once perceived as problems were some of our greatest teachers, mm. some of our greatest opportunities mm. to expand our life in a direction that we want it to expand into. Mm. So I think we should ask for challenges. I don't think we should ask for problems. Mm. I shared this quote before earlier with you and it helps me. I know you didn't resonate with it. I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> Maybe our biggest problem is that we believe we shouldn't have any. Mm. Or maybe we can rephrase it to maybe our biggest challenge is that we believe we shouldn't have any. Mm. And how boring would life be without those challenges? I think what makes it usually painful when we have a challenge is our interpretation of the challenge. We sure. perceive a loss so many times we, like also when relationships end, we perceive that you lost someone. But most of the time they're still alive. Mm -hmm. Maybe the connection is different, but you choose to frame it as a loss, if that makes sense. As a, and I think as long as we say this should have not happened, there's like somehow resistance. At, at oh, least yeah. that's, the, the, that's the truth for me. Like if I... If I choose the focus or like to focus on the potential loss, it's never a good feeling. Mm. Well, pain is resistance to the present moment. Mm. So everything is sensation, everything is experience, and it is only the mind that's perceiving it's pain or pleasure or somewhere in between. So only the mind that's perceiving it as challenge or problem or opportunity. Really easy to, for us to say right now. Yes, very easy. Yeah, thank you for catching me on that. Because there's been times I, when problems have been so consuming, they can't feel like anything. Yeah, but it's so beautiful when you have friends and you talk about those things and they remind you. 
not to like coach anyone or something, just like how could we, how could this be a growth opportunity? Mm. How could we learn from this? How can we, how we, how can we make this less miserable? And I have this since you've been so vulnerable. Um, I'm gonna do the same. Okay. We we have this. I had this time in my life where I, I was diagnosed with Burkitt's, really rare uh, form of cancer. I mean, you you you've been there with me. Um, it was really aggressive, and the chemotherapy was aggressive too. And it was winter. It was miserably cold. Mm. And at some point, I could leave the, the hospital, which was already like, oh my gosh, wow, I could, could be outside. And Maori and I would sit at home and every single day she would ask, how can we, how can we make some, how can we do one thing today that is, that will joy, bring us joy? Mm. How can we, how can we make this time special? Like think about it all the time before you, we are always busy. We're always moving around and now we're here together. How can we make this special? Like look at how beautiful this is right now. Yeah. And we would go on those mental health walks in like, it was pandemic. Um, yeah. And we would go out of those walks and we would make fun about this. There's this one meme, I don't know if you know, this mental health walk. There's this granddad, 80, 80, 85, maybe you will see it. If you, if you watch the visual on YouTube, you will see this, this meme now. It always made us laugh. This one guy who goes on a mental health walk and the weather was just miserable. You're like, what the fuck? It just happened. You know, but this one thing and every day we would find something. And now if I look back, I'm like, Wow, what a special time mm. this was! Yeah, to spend an entire day on the couch and watch Big Bang Theory. Mm. You know this. You know how um, productive I am, and how many things. That, like it really like showed me the beauty of of slowing down as well, mm. and and just being okay with it. And every day we, I don't know how we managed, but every single day we managed to find something, and yeah. that doesn't mean that there were no challenges. But it's a great reminder too realize that we have the power mm. while this happened i knew i had to pick up a book a book i have read three times before it's the book man's search for meaning by victor frankel mm. and it gave me i have goosebumps again uh, it gave me so much perspective because my situation com compared to theirs were like wow i'm i have a lot of blessings here right right here right now mm. even in this very painful shitty situation and then reframing it from this is the end of my life to this is the beginning of a new one. Mm. Mm. And I just started asking better questions and choosing a different focus. Beautiful. Going back to Vivo Life, going back <laughs> to challenges. How did we, how did we end up here? <laughs> um, so you, st you started the company. Looking back, why, did you, why do you think Vivo Life grew that quickly? Or do you think Vivo Life grew that quickly? Or is it just my perception? It did grow quickly, depending on your definition of quickly, because there's always faster growth and there's always slower growth. And, um, I think you could look at like, tactical reasons. You could say, uh, well, we got into influencer marketing at the right time, mm -hmm. or we got into Facebook ads at the right time. Um, but I do believe we had the right products and I think behind that there was the right ethos the driving it, the right values. I think we have and still have something very different to 
you know, other supplement companies and what's on the market. Uh, you know, being really introspective, that was also the time in my life when uh, there was still, you know, very much a search for an external um, sense of success, right? Mm-hmm. This is what this podcast is about. Uh, so I think, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my uh, day-to-day, my identity was, was in that. So, of course, it was a much bigger thing. And I was kind of, I was driving that very hard. Um, it's very interesting, actually, the parallel of, of the last couple of years for Vivo Life. Like, we haven't found that, we haven't grown as a company since 2020, actually. But I feel a hell of a lot more content, in fact, more content than I've ever been. So it's this weird kind of juxtaposition of mission, driving it, wanting to do something bigger than yourself, and then, but then that being consuming and then looking for that sense of uh, achievement outside of yourself, that being actualized, and then being like, okay, well, I'm going to look inward and then finding that within and then the, the external thing doesn't hold as much significance. And now I don't really... I don't feel any attachment to whether the business grows or shrinks. I just want it to be doing the right thing. Mm. And yeah, I feel very lucky to be in this position where, you know, the business is kind of, it's making the impact and that's enough. Like it's enough if it's making an impact to one person or 10 or a hundred or a thousand. If that answers the question. No, it does. It definitely does. I see many examples of that you know when you companies big companies that went public at some point and Mm. then they realized "Ah, i don't want to be in this position and you know they lost money or didn't grow in that sense but i think it's still growth you know you can Mm. grow as a company i think you got better products better service whatever while the numbers go back does that make sense yeah, I, do don't th- I don't think, like, this should be the, obviously numbers are important that I'm not delusional. At the same time, this shouldn't be the, the only thing. Yeah. I would ask, did, do you grow in terms of um, the product? Do you, are you, you know, are you creative? Are you innovative? And those kind of things. Um, so I, I think you can grow inside the company and you can make your products better. And not grow in terms of numbers. Yeah, that's a beautiful reframe because that word growth, we do in the world of business, we attach it to financial growth. Yeah. But there are many other ways to grow. And I would say in the last three years, Vivo has grown in terms of, you know, we have so much, such a better internal culture. Our products are better than ever. We're constantly innovating. You know, the, the business is healthier. Yeah, like it, it feels like all of those things that play into into okay what is growth and what is success as well quick one but important one if you enjoy this podcast you will love our fire within retreats we create not just retreats but life-changing experiences usually at very beautiful places it's for everyone who honestly loves to grow that's the only requirement we have during those days you will You will, yes, have a blast. You will meet amazing people. You will cry. You will laugh. You will jump. You will do things that you've never done before. And for sure, you will grow. It's a perfect mix between relaxation, recharging, and growing and learning new things and creating the life that you really want and that you really deserve. 
you will walk out of there with a big smile on your face, recharged. Usually people who come to our retreats don't use their phone during that time. It's really time for you to reflect, to create consciously the life that you want. If you would like to relax, and I mean really relax, recharge and learn life-changing tools, click the link that you will find underneath this video. You will get a special prize as a listener of this podcast. Thank you so much. And who knows, maybe I see you in Italy, in Spain, Austria, or wherever we decide to host a retreat. Now let's continue. What is your definition of failure? In the meanwhile, while you're thinking, there is this beautiful story I like to tell when, when, when talking about failure. Do you know Sarah Blakely? Yeah. She's a self-made billionaire. She has this company, Spanx. I think most women will, will know her. So her father would ask her every evening, how did you fail today? <laughs> how did you try something today and didn't succeed, mm. succeed mm. at it? Now imagine growing up with that kind of like attitude. Because when you, when you try something outstanding, you will fail. Not even if you try something outstanding, if you try how to ride a bicycle, yeah. you know, you're going to fail. You're yeah. going to fall down and you're going to learn from it and you're going to stand up. I just think that many of us are so conditioned to mm. almost fear failure so much that you don't even get started. Yeah, so we, we have a challenge which we set new people who join the business, which is, uh, I do it personally, I challenge you to make a mistake this week. Mm. And then next week I challenge you to make another one. Because it's that balancing of being brave and uh, creative enough to try something new and it may go wrong. And if you do enough brave and creative things, some of them definitely will go wrong. Whether we label them as a failure or not is subjective because... If you take the learnings and you apply them, then you will improve. So again, I think failure is kind of like problem in that respect. It's like, it is an objective viewpoint of, okay, did I fail? Well, the outcome may not have been a desired one, but is it still getting me closer to where I want to go? Well, probably. Mm. Yeah. And I think as a culture, we've been so, we are so scared of making mistakes mm. and they're just they're not the opposite of success. They're part of it. It's almost as if Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, you know, would only try to score when they're 100% certain. Mm. You know, they try to score a goal how many times? 30, 40 before they actually manage. Yeah. And I love what you just said about making mistakes. Like, it's almost a bad sign if you're not making any mistakes. Probably That's a sign really that you're staying way too comfortable. Yeah. And you're not innovative enough. Mm. Probably again hard for someone to listen to if you if you you know identify as a perfectionist. Yeah, but I think that can be so. So I would have identified as a perfectionist for a long time, and I think it'd be incredibly liberating to someone who's in that place to start making mistakes mm -hmm. and maybe set that challenge to yourself. You could apply that to cooking. How about you try a new recipe and. Um, add a new ingredient and maybe it doesn't go the way you hope it will but you'll get such a great lesson from that so why not ask yourself where can I fail or where can I make a mistake in my life because that is probably the edge of your comfort zone and it may be dancing you may think you can fail at dancing guess what you can never fail at dancing mm -hmm. as long as you're having a great time and enjoying it 
then you win. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was like, you can fail at baking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You but can. you can. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I, I can recall. Uh, but but that's a good point. Uh, dancing is uh, like there's some certain things you know that are like so subjective, I guess, mm. um, where you can't fail. Or maybe in in business also, if you think that failure is part of success, are you ever really failing, or are you mm. just making progress? Yeah. I try to, and I don't always manage 100%, but I try to tell myself that I don't believe in failure, I believe in results. And if I create a result and I don't like it, it's just a result. It's nothing about me, mm. personal. Yeah. It's just, I have done something or certain, like I tried a recipe and it didn't work. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to learn from the mistakes I made before and try again. Mm. until I make good banana bread. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you decide to make muffins. <laughs> or just, yeah, whatever, or, it, or... It, it, whatever it is. But then again, I mean, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of like willpower to, to change that conditioning. Mm. I, I bet the first step is awareness. And if, you, if that's your journey right now to just like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Mm. Imagine a child tries to learn how to ride a bicycle and the first time the child falls on his or her ass, it would be, oh, over, you tried, you failed, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. You do it again and you learn, but you never say like, oh, you're such a failure. Mm. But we do that. In a, as kids, we don't do that. As adults, we do that. Yeah. Ah, I tried, it didn't work out, I'm giving up. Mm. So often I think like kids would be such amazing teachers. They are. They are. And there is at some point that, that phrase, I can't do this. I can't dance. I can't play guitar. I can't write. That comes in and that is a belief system too. If you look at children, they don't have that. There mm. is no, they're like, okay, well, right now I'm dancing. Right now I'm writing. You're not really outcome attached. So maybe there's a lot in... Well, if we attach too much to the desired outcome, then we are inevitably going to fail. But if we say, I'm doing something now that is a creative pursuit that I enjoy doing and the outcome may be banana bread or banana muffins or it may be a complete mess, but if I am going to enjoy the process, then it's ne never going to be a waste of time. And you could throw that right back to business. If I'm enjoying this moment right now, this podcast, this uh, interview this uh, product formulation, whatever. Then the outcome. We've we've had countless products that we've thought about taking to market that you know never left the lab, but I had a great time doing them, and they were a really innovative and creative process. And probably at some point along that line, we learned that actually, well, maybe we should do this one. Mm. But if I'd have attached too hard to ah, like I really wish we created a magnesium supplement that time then I'd be branding myself a failure. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me somehow of relationships. It's almost as destructive as saying like this relationship was a waste of time. Mm. I believe no relationship was ever a waste of time. You always learn something, you grew. And how can that be a failure? How can you fail as long as you grow, as long as you try, as long as you grow as a person? Mm. I also believe that often when we say I can't do this it's an excuse 
to not you find reasons to stay comfortable you find reasons not to try you fi find reasons to yeah stay in that comfortable bubble mm. if our brain is wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure it and you tell yourself i can't do this which honestly everyone can dance or everyone like mm. most of the, like i can't do this i can't speak to this person like if i would give you i don't know 10 kilograms of banana bread or 10 <laughs> thousand grand or something you could potentially right like you have the ability but so often we just talk to ourselves in such a limiting way to not do it because we are scared we are afraid so the truth should be not or what you should be saying is not i can't do this i'm afraid mm. i'm afraid of failing i'm afraid that my partner will laugh about me i'm afraid of whatever judgment i think that's often what be what is behind i can't Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I think a good question to ask yourself is, who am I afraid of letting down or what am I afraid of? Because, you know, that fear response that we have physiologically and built into us is really healthy because it protects us from threats. But there is a big diff distance between the fear that we fear, that we feel in our modern day lives versus actual danger. So what's that? What is that gap between danger and fear? And in that gap, who am I going to risk upsetting? And I think if there's an element of peace and love and respect for yourself, you can never let yourself down because you always forgive yourself. And if you love someone deeply, then you will always forgive them as well. So there's really like, there isn't much that can go wrong with trying mm. and giving it a go. Mm. Let's move on to One of my favorite parts of this this podcast, I have a little tradition. Uh, mm. You you may be the first to, to, <laughs> <laughs> to try it. New traditions. The podcast is called Success Leaves Clues. Mm. And I want that people, after every episode, walk away with practical advice, something they learned about health, about wealth, about relationships. Mm. And if in two, three years I have a couple of hundreds of people who, who put together their best learnings in those fields. I can maybe even write a book about it. Let's see. Maybe you will write it. Who knows? You're a phenomenal writer. I'd love But to read it. You love to read it. You wouldn't love to write it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Far too much work. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So my question for you would be, what is your best lesson that you have ever been taught mm. when it comes to health, wealth, and or relationships. You can do all of the three. Okay. You can also just pick one. That's up to you. Let's do all three. Vamos, okay. What order? Uh, let's, let's go well first. I know it's the most uncomfortable probably for you. No, it's not because um, wealth doesn't matter as much as you think. It doesn't matter mm. anywhere near as much as you think. If you... If you... The things that matter uh all right here they're the people they're this moment they are you know being connected to something that's bigger than yourself and wealth can help you bring in more of the stuff that you like but it, it is just a tool and i think we have to see wealth well what what are we looking for when when we speak about wealth we well, can look at financial wealth but you can also look at a deep wealth of community and connection and wealth of time time is our most valuable resource so how are you using and spending your time 
I think, yeah, like, I mean, a million people will, will say it, but, you know, not chasing wealth for wealth's sake. Mm. The lesson that I hear from this is that wealth is just more than a certain number on your bank account. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. maybe that's the lesson for everyone, that wealth is a state of being almost. Mm. I think gratitude is part of wealth. I don't think that's my subjective definition. I don't think millionaires, billionaires who hate their life mm. and who feel absolutely lonely, I don't think they're wealthy. They have mm. money in the bank. Mm. But being wealthy is a different kind of thing. Yeah. And and when it comes to both that kind of wealth and financial wealth, give, 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 and give more than mm. you can, because it's going to come back. And to be... To be in that state of wealth, I believe, is giving. Being like, if you feel like you're wealthy, you feel like you have enough to give and enough to share. And you know, some of the most humbling moments have been when people that from the outside look like they've got nothing to share share it with me. And that's a truly wealthy person because if you've got enough for the next person, then you're wealthy. So keep in that state, and it will come back. Wow! 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 Third time goosebumps. That's also one of the best advices I've ever received when it comes to wealth. Mm. Secret to living is giving and you, especially when you don't think you, you have something to give. Yeah. That's when you should start, when the amounts are small. Yeah. Yeah. I once got this piece of advice to donate 10% of my income mm. and it's so much easier to do that when the amounts are small. Yeah. Imagine you make a million, tell me, let's say you make, what, what's the average salary? I don't know, 2,000 pounds. Um, if you're not able to donate 200 pounds, 100 pounds, 50 pounds, mm. do you think you will be able then when you, let's say you come to the point where you make 100 grand a month, all of a sudden to donate 10 or 5? And I would even argue that you can also donate other things than, than time. It's not just money. You can also donate time and mm. then that's giving. So I really like this one. It's a great reminder to, to give more. And that's usually also when we feel the most loved. So the next yeah. question would be in terms of relationships, mm. what's the best advice you've ever received? I don't know if I've received this, but I learned it along the way. And that's just give full presence, like full presence. When you're there, be there and don't be on your phone. Don't be in another conversation because you will regret it at some point and you know relationships end for one reason or another and let's look back on them and think well I really really made that time count I really was with that person and truly with that person and yeah so so be there hmm. yeah that regret is really painful I've experienced that before in my life and it's yeah. not a not a nice thing it is something I like so much about you that you when when i talk to you i'm just talking to you there is nothing around it's just me and you a skill worth mastering in terms of so we had we had wealth yeah. we had relationships we had success uh, we didn't have um sorry i'm, I'm health yeah. of course the last one yeah so with health i think i think both what we've touched on comes into it relationships and giving this these all are going to contribute to your health i think health we have to see our individual health is the same as the health of others and the ecosystem at large i believe that i cannot be healthy truly if you are not healthy and 
the soil is not healthy and these waters are not healthy and the community is not healthy. So I think we have to expand our definition of health to one that isn't just internal. I think we have to look at the health of the ecosystem and how do our actions, we have to trust that what is good for the earth and people around us is also good for us. Uh, I truly believe it is. I believe if we're prioritizing, you know, if I'm, if I'm cooking what I perceive to be a healthy meal, and I know those ingredients have come from a farmer that is paid well and is growing in practices that nourish the earth, and then I'm making enough to share with everybody, then that singular definition of health is now expanding out to everyone. And I think that's when we can be truly healthy because we have healthy community, healthy relationships, healthy food, healthy soil. And that is what I want health to be for me. I don't want it to just be my single supplement chest. I want it to be the health of all, the health of all beings. Last and final question would be if I would write this book, Success Leaves Clues, mm. and I would try to formulate a, rec a recipe for success. What would be one thing, one ingredient that you would like to add? I had some time to think about this and I, I didn't, <laughs> I got sidetracked. Um, my ingredient would be celebration. Mm. And Oh, I like that one. Yeah. In what, what, be what be way? Because I think celebrate your wins celebrate your losses because they're leading you towards wins celebrate the people around you and the people cheering you on celebrate the moment every moment this moment oh yeah looking back i forgot to celebrate many times yeah okay and just more and more and more and more and more and you can have both you can celebrate and be grateful and appreciate what, what is already there but i caught myself often in the past so i i love this one and i think this ingredient list is very important yeah being being able to you know like just celebrate sometimes I like I tell my coaching clients like today what I want you to do is to celebrate mm. because you worked so hard for this one more one moment and when there is a bad moment or a challenge we like put so much time focusing on it why not celebrating those little wins as well mm. so I love that and if you're celebrating, you are successful. Like whatever I'm celebrating, if I'm in a celebratory state, I'm successful. Yes, 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 yes. That is probably one of the most uh, important ingredients. So thank you so much for, for mentioning that. Thank you also for your generous time, for all the knowledge, for all the wisdom, for being such an, an incredible friend. You're someone I really look up to and I wasn't sure if I should should mention that, but just to to make you aware, and it will also show a bit what, what kind of person you are. During the pandemic, so I was in the hospital, I just got the diagnosis, first round of chemo, and it was, it was pandemic and almost like borders were closed. <laughs> and it was really difficult to get inside the hospital, like almost impossible during that time. And I was heavily drugged. I, I didn't know where, where, what was left and what was right. Um, but I remember my brother telling me, like, there is someone who wants to see you. I'm like, <laughs> who is it? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Josh. It's like, what? When is he coming? 
And I was thinking like maybe in a week or something. He's like, no, he's here. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did he, what? Yeah, he's here. He's going to come in five minutes and I will forever, forever, forever remember this, this, this moment, how you were standing in front of my bed in flip-flops, January, <laughs> in flip-flops. Was that actually in flip-flops? Yeah, flip-flops. <laughs> That's I'm, brilliant. For sure shorts. I'm not 100% sure about flip-flops, but I, I, I remember you wore shorts <laughs> and you, you were there. And I'm like, how did you, make, how did you get here, mate? like and you were like don't worry about it and you brought me brought me books and you were sitting down you, you just came all the way for a one hour conversation and I remember just bursting out in tears afterwards because I was like this is love and I don't know if I ever told you but this conversation like gave me so much power because it was during a time where I would still ask myself the question why did this happen to me and you didn't try to change it. You didn't try to argue. Then you didn't try to give me the pep talk and say like, ah, oh, this is all going to be for a better reason. You just, you were just listening with your big blue eyes. <laughs> and forever, when I think about love, when I do a meditation and it's, it's about love, I'm thinking about this moment where you're standing there in your freaking shorts, <laughs> laughing, bringing me all kinds of things. 10,000 books. <laughs> He's like, you have time now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, time. guess what, sucker? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I appreciate you. The, the, the world um, is a better place because of you. And I think you are the definition of success. And um, you're the perfect first guest for this, for this series, for this podcast, which, which I hope is going to be a big success. But with you as the first guest, it can only be a success. It's already successful. Let's celebrate it, right? Let, let's celebrate it. How can we celebrate it? Pizza. Pizza. I would say pizza. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for your time. Was there a question that you think I should have asked you? Maybe a question you wish more people would ask you. Hmm. No. What's on the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aubergine. Oh, well, okay. Pineapple. No, Josh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the conversation, please share it with a, your friend or your mother, your neighbor, whoever. Um, Josh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, brother. Until next time. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode just as a little gift from our side, from my team, because you stayed until the end of this episode, 30 days of free fire within membership. I created the fire within membership to give you guys access to the tools that have changed my life, the lives of my clients and give you also access to a community of like-minded people. We have guided breathwork sessions, guided meditations, guided visualization practices, really tools that enable you to create the life that you deserve and that you want. And it's one of the best things we have ever created. Hundreds of people, life events, sessions that will blow your mind 30 days for free. You will find the link in the description Thank you so much and until next time.